Bros and Bows podcast. I'm your host, Jesse. And before we get started in the episode, I got some business to plug out. We have A3 Archery Custom Bowstrings. If you're looking for custom bowstrings, check out A3 Archery at www.a3archery.com. These guys are putting custom back in custom strings and introducing an industry-leading proprietary process called Pre-Cycle Shot Technology. Use code BBB15 for 15% off. Our next business we're going to plug out is Southern Loon Retrievers PA. If you're interested in in-person or online gun dog training, head over to Southern Loon Retrievers PA and click the link in the bio. Use promo code PODCAST in all caps. Our next business we're going to plug out is J&J Cabinet Plus. If you need custom granite or cabinets, hit up J&J Cabinet Plus on Facebook. Jake and Josh will be more than willing to help you out and get the perfect countertop and cabinet of your dreams. That's at J&J Cabinet Plus on Facebook. Our next business that we're going to plug out is Josie Sweet Something. If you need cakes, cupcakes, wedding cakes, whatever the cakes may be, hit up Josie Sweet Something and get the perfect cake of your dreams. And now we're going to go ahead and get into the episode. Sweet. So we're live. So, uh, you know, for the listeners that are going to be listening in on this, this is uh, kind of a recap of the uh, Shoot for the Troops event. And uh, I got Naomi and uh, Sean on. What's going on? Not a lot. Just kind of relaxing and decompressing. (laughs) I know. It looks like you guys were super busy the whole time, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So how was the turnout? It was great. We had... um... Well, so we competed with TAC. Mm. Like, we got a not, I don't want to say we didn't get a great date because, I mean, we got the date we got, but we still had 50 people sign waivers, like checking in, which is, you know, it's a pretty big deal when you have thousands of people up mm-hmm. the hill from you. And um, we raised over $13,000. Oh, awesome. Um, with a combination of silent auction live auction um do, like the cash that you know people checking in the tickets and then we have like a good solid list of private donors mm-hmm. um that were willing to be extremely generous this year so we're excited to kind of start dispersing those funds yeah no that and uh where do you guys plan on like dispersing all those to like where are you, where are you guys gonna Sorry, just for for people who haven't listened to the previous podcast, exactly where you guys are, you know, I don't want to use the word funneling. Originally, (laughs) this started with Molson Coors, and there's a change in, like, presidency and all of that currently this year. So I'm, like, hybrid talking to both of them because we want to cap out. So Molson Molson Coors matches or maxes out, like, a certain donation that we donate. Veterans group. The veterans group. Okay. And so we're going to max that out for the care packages. And like we discussed before, right, care packages are sexy, but, like, let's really focus on what's important. And so um, we made a commitment, and they're looking into it to see if there's any groups within Molson Coors that we can just stick there. And if not, we're going to move over to the VA. Um, Because we were approached by them and some other organizations to look into, like, suicide awareness and prevention, um, which I'm super excited about, not to be, like, weird or whatever, Mm -hmm. but um, I'm a certified victim's advocate. I graduated the University of Michigan with it, and I've had to deal with 
clients who are suicidal before and so it's a special place in my heart to be able to like fund that or do something with it but from the military perspective Mm -hmm. you know and that's a that's actually a a really good topic and it's uh and it's definitely something that um you know that i like that you guys are kind of you know leaning towards more because it is something that's not uh, talked about and you know, I think the one thing that does upset me about all of it is all of a sudden, you know, after COVID and in the lockdown, all of a sudden mental health became the became the hot topic all of a sudden. And I'm like, well, it's, it's kind of always been a hot topic the entire time. But all of a sudden now it's the, the new flavor of the month is mental health this and that. And it's like, well, we've had these issues, um, especially in the military, you know, guys reaching out, the stigma of reaching out you know, asking for help has been a big thing and guys getting out, you know, and, um, you know, and frankly, you know, unfortunately killing themselves, uh, due to, you know, the stress that they've endured, you know, in their time in. And it's, it's good to see that, you know, that you guys are going to go ahead and, and push forward towards that and try to, um, you know, donate the time and the money that's going to actually affect change. You don't have anything to say? Nah, he, he said it just perfect. I mean, yeah, it, it's like I said in our last po- last podcast, um, it hit pretty close to home for me when, you know, a friend took his own life. Mm-hmm. And just hearing about other soldiers and uh, uh, veterans, just, you know, they just can't cope with certain things. And mm-hmm. it, that's, that shouldn't be that shouldn't be happening. No, nope. it should not be happening. We should help these soldiers and veterans. No, oh, I totally agree. So, so I, I was lucky enough to spend some time over last week and the weekends with someone who's active duty special forces. And in the past, let's say I think two-ish years, he's helped bury literally seven people that he has served with. One just before Christmas. And they're over the smallest issues like marital problems or, you know, because they just can't take like that pressure anymore. They can't sleep or, you know, those things and like that stigma. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how we talked about like how he lost like two or three people right before Christmas. And so it only like validated the opportunity that we have to jump into. And I don't want to call it this industry, but to say that like, you know what? And you're right. Mental health became the hot topic Um, that you don't have to be like big, bad and tough all the time. Like, it's okay Mm -hmm. to go out and say, like, I'm not okay for right now. It's not a permanent defect. Mm -hmm. And no, I totally agree. And I think it's something that's starting to uh, gradually more and more come out. Essentially, you know, I, I listen to other podcasts and you hear from a lot of guys who are who are special operations who are you know, from, you know, special mission units, and they're actually coming out and saying, hey, like, I do have these issues, like, don't be afraid to come, like, if I can do it, anybody else can, and it's starting to right. kind of shed light on it and show that, look, like, these things are, it is real, and there is a stigma, and if these guys are coming out and they're able to say, hey, you know, I have a problem and I need help, then, you know, I hope that helps the rest of the community say, hey, like, it's okay to do that, like, there's nothing un, you know, un, you know, quote unquote manly or unsoldier like to go and and ask for help you know from because they don't have to just be males you know there's female soldiers who also suffer from these things as well you know right. so mm-hmm. to feel that hey but they need know, to have the soldier. resources oh yeah no i totally agree and and, and i'm Excessive. not gonna bash the army on this at all 
Um, you know, it's a big organization, and it's probably hard to, to get to everybody at all the time. But, you know, there were times where I knew people that went, you know, to look for, for help, and they weren't able to get it in time because, you know, the, the system, is, you know, it's on an appointment schedule system. It's like, oh, we'll see you in two months. It's like, well, I need help now. I don't need help two months right. from now. And, you know, it, it may or may not be the Army's fault, but, you know, there isn't a special program out there that I've seen when I was in that, that's directly geared towards that to actually help somebody and not um, destroy their, their careers. No, I completely agree. Like, we've... the the and it, it has nothing to do with the VA. It has to do with the backup and, like, the government and the politics and all of that that we don't have to get into, but... There should be other options out there. Mm-hmm. And if there can be private funding for it where there's an immediate need, if there's an immediate need, there's an immediate solution. And so that's what we're looking to fund. Yeah. And I, and I think it should be because, you know, not, and I explained this on, I think it may have been my second or third podcast I had with my buddy Shane. Um, you know, the Army wants, or the military wants people to work you know, like machines, and they need us to to do to you know go out there, win wars, you know, conduct training, do all this stuff. But they don't want to put in the maintenance. So if you're going to treat us like equipment, you know, we should be maintained like equipment. Then, if that's going to be the case, you know, maintain us as people for the longevity of the mission. Um, a lot of guys, you know, unfortunately that I know, you know, got tossed at the wayside because they were suffering from something, and instead of going to to a specialist that you know that that is dedicated towards that um, and and fixing them, essentially. I don't want to say fixing, but maybe just bettering them. Um, you know, those guys could have gotten right back in the fight and, and done just as good as any other soldier that was out there. But, right. you know, again, there's there's a you – know, that's a whole rabbit hole that we could go down as far as – We could as, go, know, down th- go down forever. But at the same it. time, so, like, look, if you, if you have the tools, right, any person struggling with mental health, if you have the tools, if you have anxiety but you have the tools to cope and address it, then you can continue on and function. If they're provided the tools, they can continue on and function. They're not losing their careers. They're not homeless as civilians. We're not looking at them like when I when I hear the word reintegration with my background, specifically with criminals, I'm like, that literally sounds like a criminal term. They're not criminals. It's it's that they weren't given the tools or the steps to go back into society and then they get there and it's like, oh my God, like what do I do with all of this because everything was so structured before. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we lack support and that's what we want to fund yeah and you know on that topic with that too you know the the whole transition i i think more of a transition would probably i guess be be the better word than than would be reintegrating but you know yeah transitioning back into civilian life can be difficult uh because you're you are losing that sense of purpose that you had uh coming back into it you know and it's not to say the army doesn't give you the tools to um to do things in the outside because it does you know um it definitely you know and it's how you use those tools i mean the army can make you make you or break you right um you know it gives you the they give you all the tools you need but at the same time too i feel that the um i feel like people don't look at what the what the army is in itself and it's a war fighting function right it's it's meant to do combat it's meant to train for that and when you start integrating life into those things, it kind of gets things all jumbled up, and it and it jumbles people up when they get out because they feel that they had this family unit inside, they had, 
they were told one thing and they get out and it's another. Um, right. Know, I personally like kind of experienced something of that very minuscule, you know, coming out and it's like, well, I don't have all these things in place, you know, and the reason I got out was because the the military wants to preach and this is not bashing the military it's just they like to preach family and they like to preach these things that you can use when you get out um and, and they preach for you to have it while you're in but that's again going back to it that's not what the function of of the military is it's not it's not really meant to be a family you need thing it's it's a war fighting function so and you know and then people get out and they just get confused and i think that's where it kind of leads to a lot of those things where we end up wondering why we don't have these systematic tools in place to help soldiers out when they're going through rough times. And it's because the system is so that it's very, if you could think about it, I guess it's a very new thing in a sense, like trying to do those things in the military at such a massive rate. is just too, it's too new for what the military is really meant to do. But yeah, I, I've had this conversation before, so I get I get on a tangent about it because I, I dive no, I I kind of totally overly it. dive deep into into the. the I never have less than one soldier on my caseload, ever. Wow. Well, that's good. So it definitely well not really because I mean look at what I do for a living. So. But you help them. But that's um, what's good is that you there you have you obviously have a, a numerical number of people that are coming to you for help or that you are helping. And, you know, that could be more than what other people were doing for them. Right. But so we're, I mean, we are so excited that we raised the money that we raised. Mm -hmm. um, just because in years past, it hasn't been like that for quite some time. And um, we launched with A3, the Shoot for the Troops string series. And like, what an amazing opportunity to have like this tiny little charity to have something now that is going to go into an archery community where we get 40% of the proceeds, like now that we can talk about it, right? Because it was this big, huge <laughs> secret before. And um, like that's funding all year long. Like once we find the right place, like that's yeah. that's funding for every time that someone decides to put those color strings on their bow. Um, 40% of that comes into us and then we disperse it out appropriately. And like we just talked about in our last podcast, like we do our due diligence, right? We're not going to send it off to somewhere where the CEO is making $200,000 a year. Mm -hmm. We want it to someone who's going to volunteer their time just like we do. Right. Yeah. So I'm that the to... money is really going to the, to the people that need it. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna actually have to uh, hit you guys up offline about about the whole string thing. I got um, me and my buddy. He runs another company as well, and uh, we were coming up with something that's within the realm of, of donating something to uh, our old battalion. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely uh, I'll hit you guys up about that after the podcast. I got I got some questions on that. I just don't want to yeah. divulge too much on here about that, but it's it's for a good. I cause, got to so. see them this weekend. Like we gave our first pair to. Aaron Snyder, which had to be specifically made because he shoots traditionally, not right. compound, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm an amazing color picker. <laughs> These look great. <laughs> and how was and that cheap with the all bow them? that came in was awesome like it was just so cool to see it all come to life right because mm -hmm. you're these are late night conversations concepts ideas like everything is you know we're trying to pull it together and like i'm looking at parts that i'm still learning what the names are and um 
And then like the bow gets there, the strings get there, and I'm like, oh my god, I totally get it. And it was just, it was really cool. And a woman actually won the bow. Oh wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you will have to do a shout out for her. What was her name? Um, her name is Christy Kerr. That's awesome. She lives right across the street from us. <laughs> I was like looking at her husband as she was bidding. Like, are we for real doing this right now? Like, oh, or yeah. are you gonna kill me when I get home? <laughs> and so, there there was a generous bid for the bow, and um, it's a one of a kind for her and probably for anyone else, unless you know everyone ponies up again next year and there's mm -hmm. like one a year. But it was beautiful. Um, it's everything that I could have imagined that it could have been and like for me being just a woman to see her like want to get into it and be a part of it and then win it I was just like yes this is awesome yeah no that's 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 really cool to to see that you know more more people are going out there and, and participating like that and especially you know yeah for women to to start you know getting more into the space you know because that's another thing that's been pretty popular and I mean it's in it like, I think it's always been a thing um, obviously women in, in the hunting industry and, and doing that, but you know, with social media and everything else going on, it's more broadcasted. And I think it's important. I think it's important for, you know, for young girls to see that they can do more than just ballet. If that's not what they want to do, they want to get out there. They want right. to, they want to do that other stuff, you know, be out there with the boys. Uh, I don't see why not. You oh know? no. Our eight year old was like rolling in the mud, like having a <laughs> temper tantrum that we let some little yep. boy shoot her bow. I'm like, you can share. <laughs> Like, calm down, killer. Are you guys going to do, like, a next year, you guys... Well, actually, let me backtrack on that, because i got to ask you more about the whole event itself. Um, what were... Let's go with some pros and cons. What were some What were some big pros you guys had out? Pros? I would say there was some great people that came out. Uh, yeah. Throughout the archery community, and even non-archers as well. Um, what Naomi was talking about, I... Uh, showed a, a um, I think he was about eight or nine. Mm -hmm. uh, he never shot a bow before, ever. And that's when I grabbed my our daughter's bow, and I was like, I taught him how to shoot, and I had him shooting at a little foam, you know, Stegosaurus mm -hmm. target at 15 yards, and he loved it. And uh, Dad texted me and said, Hey, you know, thanks for everything. It, he had a great time. He's still talking about shooting the, the Stegosaurus. <laughs> and well, I just taught him some of the basic stuff with the bow, and, and he, he took it from there. He was almost a natural. Mm. And, um, yeah, and then I also had a – with one of our shoots, we did a William Tell shoot mm -hmm. where you have to shoot the apple off the head. Well, I have mannequin heads out there that are made out of styrofoam, and then I have the apples on top of the heads. Right. And uh, he, he got a kick out – not shooting the apple, but shooting the styrofoam head. Oh man, bad <laughs> habits, was, bad habits, like Sean. All the, kids. <laughs> all the kids were shooting the styrofoam heads instead of the apple, and I'm like, you know, you're not supposed to do that, right? They're like, yeah, but it's more fun this way. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, at least it's not a video game. Yeah, right? it's not a video game. They're getting. <laughs> yeah. We're outside. As long as they don't know to do it to real heads, only foam heads. Yeah. Yeah. As long as, yeah. Don't shoot real heads. Yeah. I was like, well. You don't win anything if you hit the styrofoam head. Well, you have to you hit go. the apple. <laughs> and all the kids are like, oh, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, it's a good turnout with so, kids, yeah. though. Yeah, there was a lot of kids out there. Yeah, they did. People brought their kids. Mm -hmm. There's this one little boy. He competed last year, too. I don't know how old he is. 
Oh, I saw that photo. Yeah. The kid with the recurve? I saw that photo. He, he was oh, slinging no. the, the kid standing between the two guys at the steel target? I think it might oh, be. Oh, there's two of them. Like, they can shoot up against grown men. Yeah. So, like, this year, everyone's like, oh, is there a kid's class? And I'm like, there was last year. And then, like, this kid is, like, beating adults <laughs> at, like... 12 years old yeah. so I, I i don't think that really unless they're like five we need like a kid's class because right by the time these like you know primarily young men some girls young women yeah i haven't seen one yet but they get out there and they've been with dad for so long or mom and like they can hold their own mm -hmm. i've seen them beat out like grown men last year we were giving away knives like as the mm -hmm. and this year too and I was like, oh, my gosh, we need, like, parental consent. Like, can I get a waiver or something? Because, <laughs> yeah. like, your kid just beat an adult, and I'm giving him technically a weapon. <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah, that was one of the questions I was going to ask if you had a kid's class. But now, you know, the way that you've explained it, I guess, probably don't even have one. Just fair competition all the way through. And then you can, I don't know, have some suction cup arrows for the... The five and younger that come out there. Yeah, like, if you want to bring out your toddler and, like, carry him on your back and let him out to shoot, maybe we can create a category like that next year. But mm -hmm. I'm learning that, like, once they're, like, eight or nine, like, they're shooting. Like, if they've been shooting. It's just like our son, right? Like, mm -hmm. he can hold his own against a grown man at this point. Like, he doesn't need his own class. Now, are they are they shooting at, at like, standalone positions or they're going out there on the hike and, and, and hitting targets? They're going out there yeah. on the hike and hitting targets. That's oh, yeah. awesome. That is really oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, my son, he's, you know, he's getting bigger and he got his own bow, you know, his grown-up bow now. He's 16. <laughs> so I can't really say grown-up, but uh, he's he's keeping up with me. That's awesome. And, uh, and you know, it's like I'm proud, but I'm like, man, I can't let my son show me up. <laughs> I know it was pretty close the last time we shot and scored, and yeah. he just was like, you know, that, like, whole, like, yeah, I got it. Mm, like, yeah. I always hit the target. And I'm like, hey, slow your roll, dude. <laughs> Friendly competition. my dad felt when I started beating him. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. No, that's awesome. Again, bringing that but whole yeah, family was, dynamic. Yeah, there was a kid. I can't remember his name. But we had the steel challenge, and he tried the steel challenge with his recurve. And that was, I don't know, I thought that was hardcore. That kid yeah. That was hardcore. How many he, he was lose? Just standing between these two big guys with these, you know, competition bows, mm -hmm. compound bows, and he's sitting there with his Greek curve, just plucking away at this steel target. That's insane. And it was awesome. I mean, that's that's I don't know. I, I don't know. That's that confidence. Like, imagine yeah. the self-esteem that it took those parents to build for that kid to do that. Yeah. Or you know, um, you know, it could just be a thing where they're they're drawn to it. You know. They're drawn to the shooting and, you know, just like, I, I mean, I would like to think that, you know, a lot of young boys, I mean, they just pick up a gun and it's just like they already know what to do with it without knowing what to do with it. You know, like building bad habits, obviously, but I mean, I think when they pick yeah. up a weapon, I think it's something primal, you know, I think it's a, it's yeah. a primal yeah, it thing that just happens. Those are our daughters. We have daughters like that. That's good. That's good. We've Nobody got one where like she picks up a gun and she just hits the target and I'm like, and then she wants a bigger one. I'm like... <laughs> Okay, well, we have to ask your friend's parents first. <laughs> Sounds like a good American home. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, um, you know, cons. What, um, what do you guys think that you might want to do better for for, uh, for the next shootout? 
dates um, were a big one. So mm-hmm. we were set for an original date, and we had to reschedule. We had to refund raise. We had to like start basically all over. Mm-hmm. So that was a little bit of a struggle, and like coordinating it because you know everyone utilizes the summer for this competition mm-hmm. charity type stuff, and they're warming up for hunting season. So you can't be too close to hunting season. You can't be too close to the big stuff. And, like, really networking into the community so that you're not, like, stepping on anyone's toes. Right. Um, so that you get that, like, prime date where, like, you can show up to their event and they'll show up to yours. Um, and bring, like, the crowds mm. is really what we're looking for now at this point. As far as, like, the organization of the event, like, we hardly had anyone paying cash. Like, the online ticket stuff basically nearly went flawless. Mm-hmm. Um you know, that type of stuff. Like, we've mastered the technology between 2020 and 2021 as far as, like, utilizing that. But now it's that networking element and, like, really getting into the archery community with, like, the big archers that sponsor major events and things like that where we're not crossing over so that we're able to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. And if I have to go lose, like, 20 arrows at their event because I'm a terrible, <laughs> terrible shot, that's fine because they're going to come to mine. Does that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, at some point, I'm going to get better. Right. But until then, it's not crossing over. And, you know, I'm kind of surprised because you guys, you know, you've been doing this, the the whole, you know, Shoot for Truth has going on for 17 years. Um, it. I'm surprised that there isn't like a essentially like a federation, a you know organization that that runs all these shootouts that you guys have already intertwined in, um, like to just from the get go. Like you would think that it would already be a thing, like where you guys have you guys have already kind of have a seat at the table. Yeah, no, it's lack of public relations, and so that's where that's that's the wound and that we need to repair okay. is like getting in there. And becoming a part of that archery community and not just being one small thing with one small organization that just wants to keep it small. Right. Like, now that the family has taken it over, we want it to grow year over year over year. I want opportunity after opportunity after opportunity for annual funding. Mm -hmm. And, like, that might just be the business in person. I mean, I don't know that and the overachiever. And so, like, we don't have that seat at the table yet. We're working there. Mm -hmm. Um. And we're almost there. I'd say I'm like three rows back, but we're definitely like that's that's the seat at the table that we need to be at. And I think that that's what we were missing definitely since my father-in-law passed away. Mm-hmm. Well, now that you guys are kind of networking with, you know, bigger names, you know, Kifaru and you guys are, you know, Black Rifle Coffee and bigger names that are going to get it a little bit more, you know, uh, broadcast you guys a little bit more as well. I mean, that that's always good relations right there because those are – Main yeah. companies that are definitely going to help you get get a shoe in, and you know it, it's unfortunate that it has to be that way. But the, you know, again, the archery community itself has grown so much in the last, you know, the last three five years. I think personally, um, just with just there's more exposure to it now. You know, you have you know people like Joe Rogan and you know Cam Haynes that are just so much more prominent. You know, and that people are, are starting to follow more and more and get out there, especially after the whole COVID scenario. And that, and I spoke about this before that because of that, you know, more people are getting outdoors, more people are going out there and, and, and shooting bows. You know, that's what they like to do. And then you got to look, ammo shortages that happened. So people are going to turn to the next best thing, which it should have been the first best thing. But they're going 
they're going straight to you know archery as a as a means to get out there and do something yeah no i i completely agree i just wish they wouldn't like crowd my space because you know i don't like waiting in line so <laughs> i'm sure by next year it'll be good to go you'll we'll have a few more few more sponsors out that way because i'm definitely for next year i already talked to my wife i, I i'm definitely gonna uh help sponsor that with you guys and and i definitely want to go out there and shoot and, and we already talked about it i was like yeah i'm, I'm going out there for, for the next one no you should uh, bring her with you oh no she's coming she's good oh, she okay. yeah, yeah she's yeah. my coordinator so she if we did any of that she's the one that that's kind of she kind of mans the helm on that one <laughs> yeah she'll get yeah. it on the calendar and you'll actually show up oh yeah yeah that sounds like us <laughs> she she takes care of it all I mean, she's about to probably take over my social media account just for for the fact that I'm just I'm terrible at posting social media <laughs> for the for the podcast page, and she's oh, she's got so many more ideas for it. And I mean, I have ideas for what I want to do for like photos and like how I want to like start a video and YouTube and gear reviews. I have those ideas, but she definitely she she lights the fire for it and she gets it going. So she's yeah, she's. That- that sounds exactly like us. I'm not big <laughs> in social media. Uh, there for a while, Facebook, I only use it to remember friends' birthdays. Mm. That's all I used Facebook for for a little while. Yeah, I'm terrible. No, I just <laughs> love that. I love the look on his face because he's, like, laughing, but, like, literally, like, he'll say something, and it'll be like, well, I was thinking, and then, like, two days later, it's up on the website. And he's like, wait, but, whoa, okay, wow. <laughs> I know, i got to start carrying a notebook with me so I can, when I start having ideas, I'll just write it down and, and I won't forget it, just so I can go ahead and throw it up on the on the podcast site when I need it, trying to expand that in itself. No, I totally told him, I'm like, Sean, you have to learn how to use Instagram. <laughs> like, you literally have to learn how to use it. I know Facebook is challenging, but, like, you're going to have to learn both. See, and the thing is, I'm on Instagram a lot, uh, you know, my personal account, and then I flip over to the, the business account, and I'm and I'm constantly going back and forth, and I try to do my best. I'm just not the best at, at posting stuff to make it uh, vibrant enough to capture people's attention. She's a lot better at, at doing that. Now she wants yeah. me to get a TikTok so I can start doing TikTok videos for the podcast, which isn't a bad idea. I think that analytics will probably help no, me No, it's there. a great idea. I have a TikTok for my mediation business i just it's controlled by china i just don't know it's ruled by china i know but you know what like that's what all the <laughs> gen zers are into you gotta get yourself in front of them otherwise you're old yep, yep. oh you're way old he's like a dinosaur i can't like literally he's like we have an instagram i was like oh my god <laughs> yeah sean we have an instagram <laughs> Oh my God. Could you please learn how to use it and see it? It's all good. You know, you got the you got the business page. It's doing good. You know, it's bringing it's bringing awareness and people to light. And you guys are got a lot of folks getting on there and, and sharing your stuff. So that's that's always super key to do it. I I think people get to share your stuff. It's hard for me to try to get some of my friends to share my my stuff. I'm like, hey, can you share this now? Because <laughs> I need your help. That's usually how it rolls. I know. No, now we need 10,000 followers. So I learned that with like Instagram, just like in TikTok, right? Like an algorithm, you mm-hmm. have to have X amount of followers. And I'm like, okay, so like 10,000 is my goal. How am I going to do it? 
I don't know. You gotta post more crazier photos, I guess. I try to hit I it. Mean, in, I try to get them at certain times. I don't know how to do it, but my wife told me that there's like certain times of the day that you need to yeah, post stuff. Yeah, there's like a whole method. There's a whole method to it, and I'm like, eh, you know, I'll try it. But I'm at work sometimes, and yeah, I get on Instagram at work, but I try, I try to slow it down more, more and more now because I don't get in trouble, so I can't even post it at, at the, the peak times. Oh, I'm on it all day. Like, well, during the shoot, I'm on it all day long. Oh, yeah. For the shoot, I could understand. I mean, you're, you're there trying to get content, consistent content out there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's uh, one thing I'm trying to do more of is try to get more consistent content and, and do that. And that's why, you know, hopefully, you know, not hopefully, but next next uh, next year when you guys have the event again, and I'll definitely be out there. And, and hopefully by then, you know, we'll have like a YouTube page or something going me and the guys and we'll be able to broadcast himself out that way with y'all i yeah. think that would be a blast yeah. yeah just let us know we'll take you to the fort oh wait, yeah, what's yeah. The, oh the restaurant oh yeah we told them about that the last time i'm like wait why the fort that's like not you the still want to try restaurant. some rocky mountain oysters oh yeah yeah did you I google that yeah I did. no did you google it like oh, no, i told no. you get on google no no i never i figured they're just like other oysters right or it's just no bigger. no oh, oh my gosh no. oh wait okay but they're but they're but it's an oyster so i mean I think no it... it is not an oyster <laughs> <laughs> I gave you homework. All right, I'll make sure I'll I'll look it up. I'll I'll Google it. I'll Google it. After this, I want you to go online and and find out what Rocky Mountain oysters are. I need to get and then text me and tell me how you (laughs) feel about eating them. I'm just gonna say I've had some. I actually like them. They're actually pretty good to me. Oh, I've seen how they're procured my entire life, and I've absolutely are they goat? Are they like goat balls? Am I putting those two together? We're close. (laughs) They're not goat, but. Just uh, move up a few sizes balls. in animals. Oh, yeah. Now I get it. Rocky Mountain Sheep Foundation. They actually taste pretty good. <laughs> no, um, I haven't had any of that yet. I mean, the craziest thing I think I had was Cobra. And that was that was pretty neat. Did that in Indonesia. <laughs> Got to drink some... Yeah, yeah, when I was in, uh, we went and did a uh, rotation over there. Uh, they call it Pathways, and you go to, like, Australia, Indonesia, and Malaysia, and we uh, yeah. went to Indonesia and uh, got to mess around with a cobra, and then I got to kill it and then drink its blood, and then we ate it. And it was uh, it was an interesting event. Tastes like chicken? Tastes more like fish. It's very flaky like really? fish. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I got from it was that kind of consistency. Gotcha. But, you know, you guys are talking about Rocky Mountain Oysters, but... There's that hot dog place in Colorado that me and my wife ate at, <laughs> and you get like an elk hot dog, or you get like a rattles. My wife had a rattlesnake and rabbit hot dog. I think it's like Biker Jim's something, and it's in it's in Colorado. It's you gotta in, send in us the, the name so we yeah. can figure out where it's at. I need to get me a computer guy. Is what I need, like Joe Rogan. I need to get me a Jamie. That's what I need. I need a guy just to look up information for me while I'm sitting here. Yeah, that's a that would be a great idea. I used to have one of those, but it'd be nice to have a setup like Joe Rogan. Oh yeah, who wouldn't? I mean, that guy's got it made. He, he's, yeah, I'm gonna build one. I'm gonna build a studio, but I'm gonna I'm gonna have a I'm gonna build a pole barn and I'm gonna have a podcast studio in there. I'm just gonna make it happen. I'm gonna somehow there make it go. happen, and hopefully invite people over to do the podcast. But they get paid for their own flights because I got. No money for them to fly them out there and come do the interview. (laughs) (laughs) 
They should want to fly to you. I think one of the pros for Shoot for the Troops is, like, we had people coming in last minute, like, five, ten-hour mm. drives from other wow. states. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, holy shit, like, you legit. And then they were driving home right afterward. Mm -hmm. That's insane. Where's a lot of spillover from TAC? Like, a lot of people no, did TAC, did, got wasn't. done, and went over to mm -hmm. you guys? Well, there was a couple of shoots, nope. weren't there? There was uh, not just TAC and y'all's, but there was a couple other shoots yeah. going on at the same time that where people yeah. kind of bouncing in and out. Because I saw Aaron Snyder went to another one and then came back, and he went over to y'all's. His other one was ours. He was at TAC, and he came into Bailey for ours. Okay. He walked in, and I like they're like, oh, Aaron's here. And I was like, oh, my God, like, the... The archer god has like <laughs> graced us with his appearance. Oh my god! And he just like I got the like finger as he like walked by. Like shut your face. <laughs> Somebody posted something. It was like him walking in the front, and there's like four or five guys oh, it's behind trad him. Jesus yeah, stuff. trad Jesus and his yeah, disciples. Yeah, trad Jesus. <laughs> I thought that. Yeah, was he literally hilarious. like walked in, and they're like, "Oh, Aaron's here," and I was like, "Oh." Like, literally, as loud as I can, because he hates it. Like, oh my god, the archery god has decided to grace <laughs> us with his appearance. Oh my god. And, uh... How, how and all I got was, like, a finger. Oh man. <laughs> That's it, huh? No free... Yeah. He didn't give you a free t-shirt? Like, walk by and just threw you a t-shirt? Um... No, but I I've got plenty of them, so I think we're good. Like you guys are solidly, up there. like they out. Like I've got like everything I own is Kafaru. Well, yeah, you're probably his best seller now. I mean, his best buyer. She sold me a pack. I sold him a pack. Oh, there you go. So, um, big cons again on the uh, on the shoot event. Where you guys honestly any, any... just dates. Just the dates. That's yeah. it, huh? Dates and aligning the archery community. Well, like that, that, The date thing was kind of out of our hands, though. Yeah. But then there's the alignment of the archery community. Like, getting to sit down and talk to presidents of, like, archery clubs and things like that. Like, we're learning that it's, like, this is your space and that's mine. And, like, maybe kind of delving into, like, why it is the way it is like that. Like, mm -hmm. we're a community. Everyone's shooting at everyone's range. Like, why can't we work together? Right. I think that would be our biggest con is, like... It's not going to hurt your range to promote a shoot at another range. Right. In fact, cross-marketing is one of the best ways to build a business. And so... I agree. Um, I would say that that is our biggest con, is that, like, turn down of the lack of cross-marketing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, without, like, delving in and getting gossipy and, like, getting some kind of, like, written formal letter... Um, you know, I got to hear a lot of sides of the story through this whole process, and I'm just, like, sitting there thinking, like, wow, like, this sounds like Mean Girls, like, in, you know, the movie. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, like, we can do better than this. Yep. Yeah, you know, and that's, again, you know, that's the unfortunate part. You know, you would think it's more of a, um, more of a, you know, inclusive club, like, where everybody could, you know, join in and, and do stuff together, you know, and just, and like you said, cross-market you would think they want yeah. to do that, you know, but, you know, then again, you look at, uh, I guess, the capitalism side of it. You know, people are making so much money at that event. You know, they probably don't want to lose customers, like, bouncing around. But in my mind, You're I envision... not going to. All these archers are already shooting at all these ranges. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. I've been in a situation where, like, I've went through, like, the whole club thing where you have to, like, submit your credentials and people get to vote on you. And then you're, like, on a probationary period. And, 
Like, I'm a member of one of those clubs. I understand not wanting to cross-market that. Like, mm-hmm. you want to keep those members in. You want their money flowing. But naturally, all these... This is completely different. Like, right. the, the community is... They're all shooting all the ranges. Right. In a span of two weeks, I shot three separate ranges. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'll be back to all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's because you're not a member. they all have their pros and their cons. But you're like, but you know, you look at it because you guys aren't because it's not a membership thing. It's a it's you paid to come to an event thing. So no, no, these are membership things. To to go to in that. Well, I'm speaking in the regards of like going to these uh, these separate events. You know, it's just like yeah, it's like well, nobody's an act like a diehard member of these events. Like they become members when they buy a ticket and they come and they. And they go to, yeah. you know, to shoot and stuff like that, you know, so you shouldn't try to, you know, you know, uh, gate guard the entire thing, you know, and say, right. oh, well, you can't, you know, you, you can't share this space with us because I got I got these people coming to this. It's like, well, who cares? It's not like they're there, like your sole members, you know, to come to this. Right. Mm-hmm. No, it's-, it's typically non-members that shoot most shoots. Mm-hmm. Like traditionally. So... Why not cross market? You might actually get a few members out of the deal that are members at other places because they want something different. Yeah, yeah. Because in my mind, I, I envisioned the whole thing to be like I don't know, like a crazy like fairground where you could hop, hop around to different events, and because that's what I would do. I mean, I would go one day, go to y'all's, next day go to somebody else's, and then go to the other one, and just and just keep bouncing around like that. I feel like that would be the 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 fun way to do it you know and you kind of get a feel for everybody else's different courses because they're probably all setting up their courses differently and you know from in, in my mind i would think you know i've never done it so i'm kind of speaking from a place that, of the terrain's completely different i think one of the inhibitors is the after parties <laughs> afterward <laughs> like i've experienced one of the after parties that on the afterward and then i was like watching some of the tack after parties and i'm like how in the hell are they up the next day like seriously I didn't think about that. I didn't think about the what happens on the after party, after everybody's done oh, shooting, God, you go out the... there and just get crazy. They, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm definitely I mean, it's going like, now. <laughs> I mean, I have to laugh, right? Because you'll go right and to every. I don't know. I don't know what the ratio is. Let's just say ten to one. Every ten man, there's one female, and they're like stumbling around, and I'm just like. How do you wake up in the morning and, like, hike that hill again? Beast. Because I did a charity event on Friday to raise money for Shoot for the Troops. And, like, on Saturday morning, like, I was like, bring me an IV. <laughs> yeah, you get pretty worn out out there all day. How hot was it out? Not too bad. It wasn't too bad. We had, like, good weather. Yeah. Um, I shot the Air Force Academy. Weekend. Was it a week before? Yeah, the weekend before. I was drenched, like drenched in sweat. Just like there was no breeze. Mm. The hike was intense. I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this, <laughs> but I'm going to because I'm here with someone and I'm not going to like be the wimp uh, or act like a girl. <laughs> no one, please send me a letter about that. <laughs> and, um,. <laughs> And so, like, I powered through it, but I, like, got in the car, and I was, like, dripping in sweat. Like, mm-hmm. I have naturally curly hair, and, like, my hair went from being done to just wavy. <laughs> and I was, like, it is so hot. And I made a comment. I'm, like, oh, my God, it's hotter than Africa. And the, like, person I was with was, like, have you ever even been to Africa? And then I was, like, well, touche. Okay, like, that's okay. That's my last complaint. <laughs> 
I will officially power through the rest of this course. And really how was the course? Did you get? Did you end up uh, winning or not winning? But I mean, how'd you do? Did you get another I did trophy? Okay. Did you get another I trophy? Mean, oh yeah, my trophies—the <laughs> ones I'm not supposed to be proud of. Um, <laughs> it was just like a fun thing. Like we went out and shot the course. Mm -hmm. um, we're contemplating moving our horses down to the Air Force Academy, and the range is right in front of that. So cool. It was just like a tester. Like it's a long drive for us, and so I was like, well. Let's see what else they have to offer because we're fortunate enough to be military and have access to that course. Um, it was fun. I had a blast. Mm -hmm. I mean, besides the fact that, like, I probably left with heat stroke. Not really, but. Right. Yeah, I had to, like, power you. through it because I'm, like, walking through with someone that's in the military. And then I make my It's Hotter Than Africa comment. And they're like, have you even been in Africa? And I'm <laughs> like, ugh, no. Yeah, bro. Probably some spots are probably really cold over there. I don't know. And yeah, uh, you how'd a, your, uh... you made a very valid point with that. I, and I, that's actually a good idea to have like maybe a whole like three day kind of shoot competition go to different ranges. Yeah. Through that whole three day weekend for a, the same type of shoot. That would be, that's actually a good idea to do so. Thanks for the great idea. No, just no problem. I mean, my, it's just the way that I envisioned it. I mean, you get like an overall shooter who, you know, does the Grand Slam. You know, he goes to all three events, right. and you guys have one trophy for that one guy or girl that's or kid who's like, hey, right. freaking, you won all th well, your best of the best out here. You know, you, you, you sent it. You got to, you know, you're going to each one. Right, because, yeah, that would be a win-win for everybody because if you have, say, three separate archery ranges – that want to do this they all get exposure mm -hmm. and then you get all these other people getting you know seeing all these different ranges i mean it's it's only it's, it's a win-win for the archery community oh yeah no i totally agree i so mean that's just that's how i envisioned it all right i got our thing. wheels are I, turning the wheels are turning write it down <laughs> write it down. Write it down. don't yeah. worry don't i'll worry. be i'll be thinking about it tonight at 3 a.m when i'm awake yeah Oh God! Oh, I have to work tonight, so I'll be thinking about it all night, and how I can make we can make something like that work. You know, and and speaking on on your job there, Sean, how how oh. are you? You know, how do you not drink the beer over there when you're when you're how do I working? Not drink beer when you're yeah when you're over there. You know, is it enticing? I mean, you you work over there. Well, you know, I I can't drink while I'm working. Well, yeah, but I mean, when you when you're just there and you're like, man, I, I could really use a beer I, I right value now. My job and <laughs> yeah, but uh, pre-COVID, we do have beer on tap in the break room. That is pretty cool. So after work, we could have a beer. Well, that's, a beer. that's good. A beer. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, that was pre-COVID. Um, but. During COVID, they they had to turn the taps off for that, mm -hmm. and they haven't. I don't think they've turned them on yet. Wow. And uh, you know, with you working over there, like, how's that work with your you know your schedule? You know, does it give you a pretty good time to like get within you know in the rut and and do you know your other hunting seasons? I mean, it kind of gives you that free time, that flexibility doing that job. Uh, well, during my four days, I work four on four off. Okay. And I work twelve hour shifts. So during my four days I'm on at work, I'm pretty much dead to the world. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I really can't do anything at all. Um, but then I have four days off, so pretty much during those four days, I'm, you know, I'm busy those four days. Mm -hmm. They go by so fast. And then when hunting se season comes around, it's awesome to have those four days. 
because I'll just take you know those four days off. I have twelve days straight that I'll just go up to the mountains and just hunt. Right. And uh, you know, I I know we we talked about with with um what your wife does for work and what is it that you do over at at Coors? So um, I actually work at the can plant where we make all the cans for a whole bunch of di- different beers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I work in quality assurance. So I'm the guy that's we're, we're doing all kinds of different projects. Uh, I'm involved with all, all the different projects. Uh, we brought on the uh, sleek line cans, mm-hmm. you know, the ones where the busies and all that. Right. Uh, for eight, ten, and twelve ounce, uh, we also make sixteen ounce cans, and then our our standard uh, twelve ounce uh, tall twelves. Nice for pours. I'm a big fan of the banquet. So yeah, I'm sorry. I'm a big fan of the banquet. All right. Well, when uh, you come uh, next yeah, year, when you come, <laughs> see, yeah, we'll bribe you with some banquet. Oh yeah, you can have as much as you want. <laughs> As, yeah, as much as you want. Are you not a big fan of the banquet? Oh, I love banquet. That's like my go-to. Yeah, yeah, that's that's my go-to for everything. But no, I like I like everything, but I love banquet. Mm-hmm. Um, my kick recently has been soul. Tell him Chiladas. why. Tell him why. Why? Why do you love soul? Oh, you could tell a story. She tells it way better than I do. <laughs> but no, I I love I love red beers. Mm-hmm. Especially rojo, ojo rojos. Ojo rojo. Yeah, ojo rojos. What is that? I'll Google so it next I to cheap balls. Kind of, sort of backpacked through Guatemala, and I was introduced to them. Um, a friend of mine that I grew up with, his mom is Guatemalan. Their dad was in the Peace Corps. That's how they met. Got mm-hmm. married. Like, so he was managing a hotel out there, and he was like, "Yeah, you should come in Antigua." And, like, me and a girlfriend, I kid you not, like, jumped on a plane with backpacks and, like, went to Guatemala. Like, I hiked Mount Pacaya while it was active. All sorts of stuff. One day we went to the, like, Pacific coast with the Black Beach. And he was like, you got to have an Ojo Rojo. And I'm like, I don't even like beer. No. Like, gross. No. Mm -hmm. And he's like, don't knock it till you try it. And I was like, fine. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I could drink these all day. So fast forward a few months later and like, cause if I see like a plane ticket, I'm like, Oh, that's a good deal. We're going. Mm-hmm. And, um, there was one for Isla Mujeres and I bought the ticket and I was like, he is going to kill me. There were some explicits in there, but I'm <laughs> going to try and not say them on the podcast. It was like, kill me. <laughs> And so I was like, hey, guess what? We're going to Mexico. And, like, I got the death look of, like, no, we're not. And I'm like, yeah, but you kind of already have a plane ticket. Nice. So I'm going to ask for forgiveness and not permission. So, like, he begrudgingly got on that plane. Then we get there, and he's like, how are we getting to this ferry, Naomi? And I'm like, a taxi? And he's like, how are we getting a taxi, Naomi? Well, and I was just like, I'm going to speak I, I, Spanish. I don't like to go anywhere really south of the border. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I like Europe. Europe, I've been in Germany, France. I love Europe. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful out there. I love the history of it, everything like that. But anything like hot, humid, I'm not a big fan of. 
So okay. I stuck him in this red Mexican taxi with no air conditioning. He has no idea what we're saying. We're driving through Cancun. Like, I can literally, like, because he has the temperature gauge. Like, he's so white, his neck. Like, you can just see it, like, going and going and going. So we get to the ferry to get to Isla Mujeres, and I see that they're serving drinks. And I, like, walk up, and I'm like, do you have an Ojo Rojo? And they were like, yeah. And so they were making it, and they're in cups that are, like, the big gulp, I guess, is mm-hmm. like what you could compare it to. It's so like grabbed one, and I just yeah, it's a huge styrofoam cup, and I'm like, here, have one. And so like we're still waiting for the ferry, and I'm like, have another one. <laughs> and so by the end of the weekend at like 10 a.m., he was like, I think it's time for an Ojo <laughs> And then he fell in love with Mexico. Like he was, we only had one other time where he was like, I don't like this situation, but it's a little hard for him, right? Because like he's tall and he's huge, and he like really stuck out. In the crowd at night and he was like are we safe and i'm like yeah we're fine oh the uh there was like a protest or something happening something oh perfect on. yeah i'm just this he was like big guy. old tall white guy <laughs> and i'm telling the cab driver like how to get us back and he's like looking at me shaking his head like i just stick out like a sore thumb he there. does he totally does but since then we found the island that we did not disclose on the last podcast oh yeah and Whoops. he can't get enough of it <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's a beautiful place. Like, we literally land, and he's like, I want an Ojo Rojo. There you go. I would, yeah, I would think you want a Corona. Grab, grab Ojo Rojo and sit in the hammock on the beach and just just relax. Yeah, I'll have to mention that to the wife. We'll have to go and try that when we go to Mexico or whenever Ojo, we do. Yeah, they're very refreshing. That's too much. So um, one thing I forgot to bring up was how did the uh, how the iron... Iron Elk, how that one, how that one do for you? I saw a lot of arrows oh God, being destroyed. <laughs> like I said, I mean, when I saw that kid walk up to the line with his recurve, I don't know. That was just like, like a, a like, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> and seeing him just stand toe to toe with these grown men with compound uh, competition bows, it was just awesome to see. But I swear there was at least. $300 worth of arrows that are gone now. Oh, yeah. They're like, I'm going to get five. <laughs> and I'm like, this is like crack. You'll be back. Yeah. I literally said that as they were like buying the cards. And I was tallying up like silent auction stuff and calling in for credit cards. And I loved like the sound effects that were coming <laughs> from the other side. It was like, oh, oh, my God. Ah! <laughs> and like it was hilarious. Yeah, and you, so you, you hear the ding and then everybody's like, oh, oh no. <laughs> Are you going to do more iron tar? You should do, uh, this is an idea. You do one whole range just full of iron targets. And that, you just see who can make it to the furthest one. We just might have to do, that would be awesome. Like yeah. a whole, like a half the course. Half the iron course. Targets, or, <laughs> Let me get my parents on the phone be and be like, hey, I need some more targets. That's a little expensive. Really? We but... didn't pay for it. Get like an iron, yeah, but iron T-Rex. Yeah, but yeah, T Rex. I even seen. Uh, I was watching uh, some channel. Some somebody made like a, a standing bear. Oh man, that'd be cool. And it and it had the circle, you know, right in the middle. Mm. And I'm like, that is awesome. And that'd then be I think I, I was looking online for some inspiration for my elk, and uh, I saw somebody made a Sasquatch. That'd be cool. Steel target. I'm but su- that thing is huge. I'm surprised it, Black it Rifle Coffee hasn't stolen that one or Yeti. They're probably going to yeah, try to snag I'm that. <laughs> but, no, that's a good idea, but man, that that's a lot of work. 
I'm call my dad. So if we're gonna get off the podcast, this. I'm gonna call my dad and be like, "Hey, so I got an idea." Whole range. There was a suggestion on how to improve. Yeah, you want to practice on your new machine? Yeah, you want to play with there your you new machine? There you go. And then just for the kick of it, you know, just a, an iron squirrel at maybe like 10 yards just to piss everybody off. No, we should just start the course that way. Like, just really, like, destroy their hopes. Well, crap. Our, the, the elk, I had it, you know, kind of small hole mm-hmm. that you had to get into, and everybody was complaining about that one. Imagine the squirrel. Well, you know, it's funny. We go to dinner with a lot of them afterward, and they're like, yeah, it's like the size of a bottle can. I'm like, it's four inches. Like, can you not, like, measure seriously? Like, it is not the size of the top of the can of soda. (laughs) Some guys measure different than others. (laughs) (laughs) That was all their excuses. It's like, it's you know, it's this big. And I was like, it's exactly four inches in diameter. Yeah, we should be able to hit it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, the winner, uh, he hit it at uh, 50 yards. Yeah. Zero. yeah. So uh, one other question, you know, before we, we run out of too much time, uh, your course set, I know we explained in the last podcast, but your course setup. So anybody that's listening, like, what is, you know, when they walk on to y'all's range, they pay for their ticket and they get on there. What is what is the layout looking like for them so they can kind of visualize that and say, you know, yeah, That's I like want to go to this event. That's like a good solid guess and a really good hike. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the best advice we can give them. <laughs> yeah. Like there is no, you can't memorize it and you can't plan it. Like they change it all the time mm-hmm. and it, there's going to be a hike. Like well, you're going to. Well, I'm speaking in the aspect of me, I get there, I buy a ticket and then I walk through the gate where do I go? What are the things that I'm looking forward to? You know, what are the, what are the kind of the, I guess, quote unquote, you know, you know, events you got going on within the event itself. Like, you know, you got people bobbing for apples or something like on the side, you know, are they like side games to do? Well, we have the trickle start fun shoot. Mm -hmm. So that's like, you take your time, just go shoot. Like you don't have to keep a score. You're just there to shoot. Um, where we're at this year and we're going to be there again next year, they have two courses. So we did a competition mm-hmm. and they had a start time and they had to like, you know, hear the horn and the two posts and keep score and turn it in. And then right around lunchtime is when everyone starts coming in. And so we start doing William, it's William Tell distance, trad and compound, and then the iron elk. Okay. And so um and we start selling arrows like so like around lunchtime you're buying arrows and like you're walking around the silent auction to see what there is Mm -hmm. and then basically um we shut the silent auction down while everyone's playing games and insisting that they're not coming back for more arrows even though they do every time right and um and then we call out the credit cards and once everyone wins what they win we're done that's the wrap up of the day. Okay. Yeah. So um you were saying about your uh your credit cards. You start reading off the credit cards and that's how you kind of do the, the silent auctions off credit card numbers? Yeah, we shut it down and then we start calling for credit card numbers. That's the whole that's the whole event, huh? And do you guys and then you guys got your whole after party scenario stuff going on as well? We did. We did dinner and drinks. We had kids with us, so like mm-hmm. Sean got to stay and have fun and <laughs> I had to like drive back down the mountain because like I had two kids having like mental breakdowns and I was like, okay, I'll take it. Like I'll take this one. Yeah. 
yeah, Brent from A3 is he's a pretty cool guy to hang out with and get yeah. to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come find out. We have we have a lot of things in common. It's just a cool crowd. Like I wanted to stay and hang out, but literally, like the kids were melting. Well, truthfully, so. I wanted to have some more fun, but uh, you know, I had to be be an adult. Yeah, <laughs> this whole adulting thing is like the struggle so, is man, real. Like, I don't even have kids at... yet, so it's it's about to start hitting us soon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You'll find out. <laughs> they're done. Yeah. They're done. But uh, yeah, going from I don't know, what, four in the morning till ten at night. Wow. Yeah, it was a long day. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it wear you out. We took lots of naps yesterday. It's not like when I was in the army. Yeah, yeah, you party all day. I can't party do it now, honestly. Go, go for a two mile run the next day. Uh, I can't do that anymore. Nope. No, that's what uh my wife was t- uh, joking with me about. She's like, you used to be able to just you know drink and then you just get up and go run. I'm like, I can't do that anymore. That's just not yeah. how I can do it. I, I mean, my you got it out. that's why you need IVs. Like everyone was laughing at me. Like I called the lady before my Friday event and I was like, hey, can you drop two IVs off at the house? Oh God. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, sure. And yeah. then in the morning I like get up and I'm like, who's giving me an IV? Because I've got him. He can do it. And we had a friend here who can also do it. And I'm like, someone is giving me an IV. Like, I have to function for the rest of the weekend. Oh, and I probably had, like, I don't even know, 12 or 13 drinks last night. And so... Man, everybody's going like, to listen to this and up. think we're alcoholics. I know, we're not. It was a weekend of <laughs> intense planning and fundraising. All you need is a Pedialyte, and then you got to go get yourself a Bloody Mary. And that's it, and you're good. Yep. Or just have yep. another beer. You have another beer. Or get an IV and be done in, like, 15 <laughs> minutes, and you're good. That is some bear stuff. That's the thing here. <laughs> so yeah, I'd be having a beer right now with you, or now, but I have to go to work right after this. Oh, okay, okay. I hope I'm not holding you up. My bad. No, no, no. You're good. We got some time. Yeah. Um. Going back to the uh to the event itself and and doing that. Um. What was I thinking about? I totally lost where I was going to ask you something about that, and uh, now it's gone. So. There goes that. <laughs> Something about you coming out shooting. Oh, yeah, that's what. You're actually, you're a, you're absolutely right. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Your I was wife like, is booking the plane ticket yeah. right now. <laughs> it was actually that's what I was gonna say. Is like you know doing the after party stuff when you when when I come down there. That's that's something that would be pretty cool. Just to honestly. I look at it in the aspect of just like going out there and like especially like talking to Brent, like just talking to him over the phone when I had interviewed him. He was super cool. And I was really looking forward to talking to him again. I haven't really talked to him in a while. And uh, for me, it's just because I don't have a whole lot of experience within the industry itself, you know, at all, um, little to none. And this whole process of me doing all this is to pick up that information and kind of just pick people's brains and just go into one of those events for me, which is that would be the most beneficial part would definitely be able to just talk to people and kind of just learn what they know, because, you know, I just know what I know here from Georgia and people I've talked to in Georgia that, that archery hunt and do that. But it's, it's a whole nother world when you're talking to people that are doing what you guys are doing out in the back country and, and stuff like that. I mean, that would be the, probably the, my favorite part of going out there and then obviously having a few drinks. At the oh, hands it. down <laughs> next year, I'm renting an Airbnb, like screw the drive. I do not want to be up that early in the morning. I'm surprised you didn't bring not, the camper. I want to be able to, like... No, no, we weren't. Our camper, like, barely just got home. 
Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna wear. Yeah, the camper. We storage. store it. At, we store it during the winter. Okay, okay. We have too many toys. Like, there's a horse trailer. There's a camper. There's just stuff, and so everything needs to go to its designated area. There's never enough. But next year, there's one con. Like driving home. I will not be driving home next year. I will be staying less than a mile away from wherever that after party is at. Hey, our son's 16 now. No, no. <laughs> not. no That's what no. my dad used to tell me. Someone don't call CPS. Yeah. Don't get your no, bunch. no. Oh, I'm joking. But seriously, he's 16. And, and so you guys don't have people like just camping out there? You probably just go ahead and just throw up the tent and just camp out there? or you can't... No, it's on private land. Mm. Well, it's state land surrounded by private land. Yeah. That's the beauty of Colorado. Like everything's being bought up in so it's not like we have a couple lots in Bailey, but by next year, hopefully cross our fingers, they're sold so that we're building a cabin up in Hartzell. Not cool. And that's still an hour drive away. So whoever we choose to entertain, I just, I want to rent a house in Bailey and mm-hmm. just stay there the whole weekend. Yeah, no, it, it'll definitely be a, uh, it's definitely gonna be a trip that we're, that we're going to definitely book down and do. And, and hopefully by that point, you know, I'll be able to get, I'll be able to actually at least order enough merchandise to like take out there and you know maybe set up my own booth or something and and you know be able to sell stuff out that way you know and just try to broadcast my my stuff you know because you know I wanted to send you guys stuff I did uh, I just I don't have anything on hand other than t-shirts and then the hats are basically pre-order so when people order them then I can try to get them in in time and stuff so it's a very small yeah. thing I'm running right now. Oh my gosh, don't worry about it. We did the sweepstakes and like literally there was so much left. I'm like, okay, who didn't get a prize? <laughs> like literally who did not get a prize? Raise your hand. I'm going to throw something at you. That's insane. Yeah. Man. We're, we're lucky enough to have that, have that much donated Our to sponsors us. were phenomenal. Yeah. Like yeah. they couldn't have been more generous. Yeah. No, I definitely, I'll, I'll definitely be looking forward to going ahead and, and sponsoring that with you guys and helping out. And um, it's definitely, I haven't, like I said, you know, I haven't seen a whole other archery events that are kind of doing what you guys are doing, other than the ones that are for adaptive athletes, you know, wounded, you know, wounded mm-hmm. warriors and stuff going out there and stuff. And I remember that's one thing I'd ask you guys if you guys were gonna, uh, I, I guess, collaborate with those folks that do that as well. You know, I reached just, out to their CEO and he's willing to talk to me. So. There you go. Hopefully next year I can say that like, hey, we've got shoot for the troops and we have shoot for the troops for the adaptive community Mm -hmm. and we're partnered with, but we're not yet. Right. But at least I have an appointment to have an appointment, which is a big deal when you're trying to get to a CEO of something. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, I'm lucky to be talking to the uh, quote unquote CEOs right now of... (laughs) what you guys got going on so that's always that's always an opportunity and it's and it's been a great opportunity honestly it's pretty cool to, to, and you guys have helped out a lot as well you know uh helping me out and you know getting me some, some people to start looking at what i got going on and, and stuff and i i can't be more appreciative of it i really thank you guys a lot for that that was awesome no thank yeah, you for fitting you. us in like this is great oh it's no problem yeah, it just i wish these things could go longer <laughs> oh yeah yeah i know i know um, I think we could have gone on for hours on our last on our first one. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely could have. Especially if I got my my uh, my buddy Josh on here. He kind of he's a 
I guess your shadow sponsor of my <laughs> of my podcast stuff. It's kind of me and him. We kind of do it here and there. He helps out when he can, but he's definitely a big yeah. a big help with uh, trying to broadcast my stuff as well. So next time, definitely get him on here, and um, and hopefully in the future, once I finally get you know quote unquote a studio set up, it'll be something that me and him do together, and we can interview more people like that, and and I think it'd be kind of cool. And then definitely me and him and my wife and his wife, you know, definitely go out there to Colorado and, and do that shoot. I think they would really like that because he's a big – he loves loves yeah, That would be awesome. So good stuff. Well, hey, guys, uh, you, we're up on our – You can't beat the scenery. Oh, yeah, no, you can't. And I have to show you guys where that hot dog place is. So. Right. I'm still <laughs> waiting for yeah. that name. Yeah, just let me know. I'll find out what it is. Well, hey, um, thanks again for uh, – give me the opportunity to interview you guys it was it's awesome it's awesome recap you know um for the listeners listening uh you guys check out uh tc shoot for the troops and um give them a follow and see what they got going on uh you know and join in on the event next year when are you guys gonna start pushing out again for getting tickets what's the what's kind of the earliest date that you guys start pushing this event out again we are Definitely scheduled in the month of June 2022. We're trying to finalize the weekend. And as soon as I have it, the website will change. I mean, by what was it we shot on Sunday, Monday morning, I knew for sure we'd be shooting in June and the website was changed. And the updated donate links and pricing and all of that was changed. So um, the minute that board meets and gives us a date will be give me 15 minutes and it'll be on the website. Awesome. Yeah, just check our Facebook or check our website, shootforthetroops.org. Awesome, awesome. And uh, where can they find you guys on, on Instagram? I know you already gave the website. It's TC Shoot for the Troops. And then the website is www.shootforthetroops.org. Awesome. Yeah, guys, go ahead and uh, check out TC Shoot for the Troops. Again, give them a like, give them a follow, uh, see what they got going on. Uh, they're generally they're they're genuinely doing something good. Um and I'm not bashing other companies that aren't doing this, but they're definitely, this is what they're steam heading. And, uh, and it's not something you're going to find in a lot of other archery spaces right now at the moment. And I hope it catches. And I, and I hope with what you guys are doing, you guys trying to, you know, get a seat at that table, that it catches fire and more people start doing stuff like this as well. Um, Oh, Jesse, when you get to know me better, I'll have a seat at that table. (laughs) I bet you will. I could tell. Yeah. (laughs) Bring the banquets. Yeah. The banquets yeah. for the banquet. <laughs> hey, sounds like another shoot. <laughs> I'm just, I'm full of ideas, so I just yeah. I just keep All going. Right. I'm writing them down. Writing them down. <laughs> awesome. Thank awesome. you again for yeah, having thanks us. Thanks for everything, Jess. No, no problem. You guys take care. All right, you too. You have a good night. All right, you too. Bye.